0: Get a friend, get informed, and get involved. It's We Are Not Cattle Radio. It's enough to make you go crazy. Oh, it's to make you mad.
1: Good evening and welcome to We Are Not Cattle Radio. I am your host, Jake Counts, coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. It is the 22nd day of April 2014. And we'll be live here for the next hour. Joined with me tonight is Josh Wiley of the Journalistic Revolution. Say hi, Josh.
2: Joined at the hip. How are you doing tonight, Jake?
1: Well, why not, man? I mean, very similar research backgrounds, very similar scope in what we're going to try to cover tonight. So this will be a fun show. Um, Not that all the shows are not fun, but sometimes they are a labor of love. And once again, thank you, everybody, for sharing the message that we're trying to get out here about real truth and not the fake, fomented truth that you'll get from the. Um, I guess what would be the best way to call it the the sky is falling, Chicken Little, Alex Jonesy, and I guess it, he has like his own little occult following. But, we
2: should we should start calling it the alternative media. Uh, that might
1: be a decent point. Yeah,
2: uh, I, I'd throw. A, it's interesting though because you have got the. Uh like the, the
1: the not very well researched kind
2: of crowd and then we've got the uh the fake alternative democracy now Amy Goodman Foundation funded fakes as well. So
1: oh, no, that's fakes a, everywhere. No, that'd be a very good way to put it. The the faux researchers as I like to call them. You know, people that have said, Oh yeah, well it's just a global construct it's like, really, what um what books have you read to to document that or support your cause? And Heard
2: on Alex, man. Got them them Bilderbergers.
1: That's it. Don't read anything. Don't read – definitely do not read any firsthand accounts. Don't do that because that
2: Yeah. To Alex's credit, you know, he does sell you those books. Um, It's just a question of how many people actually take him up on his advice to read a lot of them.
1: And and much like what you and I talked about the other night where um, I have taken the bait and – not the bait because it's actually a really – an an enlightening podcast series. And like you said, it's, it's art. But um, people that listen to this show, if you like what Josh and I talk about, if you like what I stand for, if you like what I, you know, what I espouse to the listeners, then check out Peace Revolution Podcast by Richard Grove. It will um, it will magnify you threefold, mainly because it's a, anywhere from three to eight hours. So if you're in the car a lot and you've got nothing else to do, turn the radio off Um Smack yourself in the face with some knowledge, some real in-depth knowledge, research knowledge that can be factually backed up, and it is uh, provided with a works cited page. Um, I don't know if it's considered works cited, if it's a podcast, but anyway, everybody understands what I'm trying to get at. So thank you for the long and babbling interruption. Let's get to the meat of what we're going to talk about tonight. And the topic for the show tonight, before I blast everybody on Twitter and um the Facebook realm to see if we can get some more live listeners. And um, people, we really do like it when you listen live and adds a whole different um, uh, dynamic to the show. I've gotten anywhere from um, like 85 live listeners to as little as zero. So once again, carve time out of your night. That would make – I have carved time out of my day and my week to spend it with you. And um, I would really appreciate it if you did the same. Once again, I'm a volunteerist, so – voluntary interaction but um encouraged voluntary interaction on the same
2: yeah well and it might be more convenient to get this stuff later on but we uh, there's that additional element where you know people
1: who listen
2: to you and like what you have to say can actually talk to you you know and input yeah. give their own input
1: yep you don't have to wait to some rally happens in atlanta to come talk to me either be sure <laughs> to um be sure to message me i have a lot of people that do that on the regular um i'll get an email um every couple of days out of the middle of nowhere saying they like the show so um, if you like the show, spread the word about the show. Um, we're trying to not only give you guys the tools here, we're not trying to stuff stuff down your throat. I'm just giving you the things that we've researched, what we understand to be factually accurate, and we will cite the works for you and at least point you in the right direction. And then at that point, you are on your own to develop your own opinion. How dare you? How dare you in this slave state to develop your own opinion? Which brings me to the topic of the show, and that is what is domestic terrorist. More issues are arising now with imminent domain, violations of civil rights, property rights, and much more. And that was all just in one case, actually. And we discussed the current issues facing this nation and where it all stems from. What is the root cause of these issues now manifesting here in America? What are the make, is this the makings of a master plan in a new America, or is it just the result of people being uh, uninvolved in politics and government at a local level? So, and then we got a really good fun clip that's probably going to take the balance of the half hour. So, Josh, what are your thoughts on what I just said there? Um, You know, we always have the, the New World Order crowd that really can't get their idea around the fact that this is not just some new ideology. They like to put labels on it. They like to form camps. They like to talk about how they know certain people are doing certain things. But I think that where we come from is a is a historical background, looking at the knowledge base and and the and the and the lineage of these people, and seeing where this all came from, and how it is now all coming to fruition. And I've got an interesting story a little bit later on about uh, one of my father's friends that was pretty cool for having him explain to me. And then Josh, you're probably going to laugh your butt off. But um, sorry for the long segue, man. What um what are your thoughts on all of the the topic for the show in general and um First of all, where does um, where do you think all this stuff stem from? Where's well,
2: from- uh, we're we're 100 on the same page uh, as, as to what you just said, Jake. And I think part of it—it's interesting. I, I got into or uh, re- was reading some comments on a YouTube thread uh, of of a video James Corbett did uh, fairly recently, and you see this kind of stuff a lot. Uh, it's it's people who you know have their specific version of this of the story of control. Mm-hmm. So you get people for in the, exa- the example that that I saw is this this commenter who says, "Well, James Corbett does great work. He's better. He's way better than the mainstream media, better than 95% of the alternative media. But he'll never tell you about the Jesuits, or he'll never tell you about X group or Y group." Sure. And while I I think a comprehensive uh, image of how all these groups work is is important, and I, I kind of agreed with the commenter commenter in the sense that, well, yes, the Jesuits have been involved. In the in, in the foundation of the Rhodes Roundtable, they were involved in the CIA. Uh, but this is this is more than that. May there may uh may there be you know some groups that are more powerful than others at given times throughout history? Yes, but this is ultimately about individualism versus control. It's far more about the ideology than anything else. So once people kind of divorce themselves from, from any given storyline and start to look at the big picture and, and look at all sources, maybe even sometimes sources you don't agree with but, but nevertheless will give you another you know piece of the puzzle or, or another frame of the picture – Mm-hmm. uh it, it, these things have value so yeah it's almost a, du- a form of divide and conquer only we're doing it to ourselves right? <laughs> right
1: right but they do it to themselves in the in the fact that everybody wants to be right and everybody wants to be validated and i was actually just talking to my wife about that tonight and just stating the fact that you know when i used to um for those of you that didn't know um when I started this show, I started out with like 20 subscribers every week, and then it went up to 40, and then 60, and then hundreds, and 200, and then 500, and then a thousand on some episodes because I was doing it once a week, so it gave people time to get on there. Now I'm putting out a little bit more content, so it kind of dilutes the numbers. But what I found is when I used to rant and rave about these things, it had no substance to it. I would just take a news article. I would using the Alex Jones format, take the news article, rant and rave about it, play some audio clips, talk about how they're screwing you, and then I would end it. But what I found myself doing is not being – I was being very disingenuous to the information, being very disingenuous to myself. Because that's not really who I am. I was trying to be somebody else. So now that I've revamped the show, I've seen a, a drastic drop in numbers when the show got revamped, and I started getting into a little bit more of a historical conversation. started to move the Overton window, I guess, from the political sphere that we're allowed to talk in, especially when you're allowed to talk about the New World Order and things like that. There's a very limited scope of influence that people really like to – they want to hear the, the highlights. You know, They want to hear the highlights that they know and love. And then they just want to hear like a little bit more, and then that's it. And then they're just plenty fine with that. So I found myself um, following that kind of conundrum, and then I was like, you know what? What kind of show do I really want? Do I want a show that's going to to enlighten people? That's going to push people in a direction to say, I need to go look that up. I need to go research that myself. And so that's where I came to. You know, ranting and raving is good for ratings, I guess, but it's not really me. It's not really who I am. It's not really who I you know set out to be when I founded the show. So now here we are. Now we're at the the new precipice. The, the we are not cattle 2.0. I'm actually going to get a new um, a new template for the website, guys. That's why the website hadn't been changed in like over a week. So just bear with me on this. But uh, crossing
2: the Rubicon.
1: I am. But you know what's amazing is that once you make this point, once you make this leap, I guess, then you don't want to have the philosophical arguments. And the the basically political football statements. So I guess you graduate from you graduate from having a fights about uh, abortion, non-abortion, gay rights, you know, non-gay rights. You, that's like the first level of politics. Once you graduate from that, you're like, holy crap, these are all mechanisms of control. How do we how do we break the mechanisms of control? And then you have that then you have that debate. Well, government, small government, limited government, constitutional government. You have that physical debate, and then you have the debate like. What the hell is really going on? What is government really? What are these people? What, what, and then you get to the point where I'm at now where it's you question your own. You question everything that you believe. You question everything that you learned ever since you were a child. And the more you question, the more you start to uncover that, hey, these guys have been at it for a really long time. They were very, very smart in how they did it. And this leads me perfectly into a segue. My, my father has a friend um, from visiting him from Norway and he was talking about how it's a completely socialized country and they pay about 40% in the taxes when he was working there and he retired as a military officer he he knew my dad in the um in the um in the air force so he started talking about the the socialism there and about how it worked and he said that they had a political party josh and please don't laugh but this is when my dad i think finally started to get the light bulb that that hey this isn't just this isn't just rhetoric this is a game plan once again Triple reverse flea flicker touchdown. Um, for those of you that missed the last episode's show, that is our play because these people have been running the global controllers and the people that are that I guess there's not anybody sitting behind with the levers of power, but they understand how to play people off against one another. They understand how to divide and conquer a group. And just like what Josh said, they basically watered down the truth movement to make us all politically infight with each other about which group's really in control and all this other. Whether it's a conehead from you know Karen Houday's or if it's the you know the Jesuits or if it's the Jews or the Zionists or whatever. So all that stuff is irrelevant at this point. So he was talking about how there was an open group back in the 80s that talked about when they were going to come to power. They said, listen, if you really want us to take over, if you really want socialism, you need to go into one of two careers. You need to go into media or you need to go into teaching because if we can brainwash the people from an early age and then we can control the information that they get, then we'll have our socialism, and everybody loved it. So I told my dad, and I said, dad, that is not a new playbook. That was actually something that was espoused." Through the Rhodes Roundtable and and the Milner groups, and that was good God back in the in the early 1900s. So, what, I mean, we're we're no farther away than we were now. So, I guess to answer my own question, what is the root cause of of what's manifesting here in America? Number one, it's ignorance, and I like the way that Mark Passio says it. It's ignorance. It is having these tidbits of information fly at you and then you basically swatting them away saying no 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 I don't want to listen to that no that no 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 that takes away from what what I do on my day-to-day basis what I do in my everyday life I don't want to I don't want to acknowledge that so you have the part of ignorance and then you have nescience that really does compound the ignorance so you ignorance I guess or ignorance as we call it in America would be ignoring the facts that are in front of you once again the root definition of the word and then you have nescience with which is the which is not having knowledge to begin with and then being unaware of the knowledge. So these people don't know that there are actual groups out there, PR firms whatever you want to call them, that will steer the media, that will steer the agenda, that will take something that is very very cut and dry, you know, on its face and will spin it, we call it spin and selling in the business, and will spin it and will get you to question If that's really what the story is about, and we have a nice clip of that. So um, I guess I understood or I guess I answered one of my questions. What is the root cause of what's manifesting is that two-part slogan that I talked about. And is this the makings of a master plan for a new America, or is it the result of people um, being involved in government or not being involved in government at politics and at the local level? And the answer is yes to both of those questions. So there is a plan. It is not set in stone, it is um I guess it is uh, organic and it does it does tend to uh morph with the times and it will continue to morph and it will continue to grow until they get exactly what they want, which would be ultimate control, whether that's over your mind or your actual physical presence and then the second part, yes, absolutely, because we've become politically lazy and because people don't understand. What the true definition of being a free individual is, they run into the, the ideas, and then they run into the campfires of, of Democrat and Republican, and it's basically two light forms of slavery, one heavily weighed on the state, one heavily weighed on, on war and, um, and the military. So either way you get it. You get slavery either way. What we're trying to, trying to get people to understand is that, hey – There could be a third way, and it can't be political. If you're a libertarian, you can't have political. You can't be the big L libertarian and say, "I'm going to bring everybody freedom," because you know the more we're free, no, 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 can't do it because you're using the mechanism of force and coercion through government in order to give people freedom. They tried that back in 1774, and look where we're at right now. Well, I mean Josh.
2: Sorry just to add on to that uh because you know all the points that you made are excellent just, but the, it's this additional layer uh where you know the, there's there's this way of uh, kind of propaganda or not propagandizing but um yeah, help me out here uh in 1774 mm-hmm. uh the you know setting up these kind of political systems that are advantageous to to the masses mm-hmm. uh in hopes that they will use them and it's the same kind of thing that we hear in the libertarian movement today where these structures are still in place and and we can we can fix things from within yada 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 mm-hmm. but you also hear people uh within the libertarian movement especially more commonly now that the alternative media has become so popularized saying things like well uh we need to kind of use the tools of, of propaganda to propagandize people into believing in their own freedom, right? Mm-hmm. So using Eddie Bernays, Walter Lippman esque techniques to get to sell people freedom, the idea of liberty, and ultimately, what is what does that uh, get you? Even if you have a period where liberty becomes, you know, the, this new vogue trend, uh, gen- what, what it's, do you have?
1: It's, yeah, you have it's, you have, it's, you it's you generational know. slavery. It's like you you well, get jump, you get to jump out of slavery if you get if you get the idea of liberty, but then you never really teach the teachings. Or the foundations of of what it means to be a free and an independent individual, relying upon oneself and relying upon the collective, not you being part of the collective, but you're relying upon them. So it's it's the ideas that that well, need to transcend, and not this idea that well, if we can just sell everybody that liberty is good, because we already did that. I mean, we already had we already had a society like that when when America first started. We had ten percent. We had a 10% growth rate before the Federal Reserve came in every year for 10 years. And then the Federal Reserve came in and was like, well, listen, we're going to keep it from causing all these crashes that have been happening, these boom and bust cycles. We'll keep that. But didn't you guys start that? You know, come on, man. Listen, we've got it figured out. We've already done this before. So continue, Josh. I didn't mean to um, trample on that. Oh,
2: no, you, you really kind of tied it up in a nice little bow there because ultimately what we'd have if that were the case is a society that now has been told what to think. Uh, and, and, you know, even though those, the things that they may be thinking at that period in time would be uh, better than what they, what they believe now, you still have a society that doesn't know how to think. Correct. So if you're still just as malleable to, to this kind of propaganda, uh, then what's to say that in another 10, 20, 50 years, uh, you won't find yourself in the same position. Uh, and it's that's not even a hypothetical, that is, you will find yourself in that same position unless, uh, people either learn how to think or, or. I hate to say it, but some level of true social Darwinianism, not this kind of uh, uh, contrived terrarium social Darwinianism that, that we're given today, but true social Darwinianism in, in which people who, who don't learn these things fail, and that failure may come in the form of death, because ignorance is a choice in the age of the Internet.
1: Oh, that's a very good point. Ignorance is choice in the age of the Internet. Who said that?
2: Uh, I pulled it from, a, it was like a little rap bit that... Uh, Someone did about uh, um, uh, Edward Snowden, but I'm sure that quote is is as old as the Internet itself.
1: Probably. Well, the age of the Internet, there is no excuse for not having the intel. That is for dang sure. Now, what you do have to realize is that you will get some bad intel out there, and you have to, oh, my God, people, check your sources. Mm -hmm. Somebody from MSNBC and somebody from Salon gets up there and butchers uh, the Bundy situation, you might want to think that maybe they have a little bit of an agenda here, seeing as though they're both coming from left-wing organizations. Once again, I am not a left-wing or a right-wing person, but what I can do is I can tell you that the right will spin things in the way that will make this thing look peaches and cream, and the left will make this look like that they're overstepping the bounds of big daddy government, which they actually are. How dare they? So. Uh, Well, that being said, and I hate to bore people with all this, but guess what? You guys are in the midst of the first ever, and I'll probably want to edit this out, Josh. So just um, some back-of-the-house stuff for everyone. So we will be running our first episode, lucky you guys, on decoding propaganda right now. So we do have to get some theme music for this. But uh anyway. I don't have any theme music, man. I feel like I feel like with that big of a build up I should have some kinda some kind of bumper or something. But I got I got um I got nothing. Wait, wait. wait. The
2: magic of post processing.
1: Oh absolutely. Yeah, so give me a good bumper when we come to um when we come to this. This is the only thing I got. Um as soon as I can scroll down to it, this is taking forever. Sorry everybody. Welcome to live radio. And uh be sure to catch my news feed at WeAreNotCattle.net. Like my YouTube channel, WeAreNotCattleTV. And follow Josh at TheJournalisticRevolution.com. And uh, we got some interesting news to talk about here, not not um, in front of everybody. But here's what we got, everybody.
0: Hey, everybody, there's a shit cloud coming. Run for your lives.
1: And here comes the proverbial cloud. That's actually a really good intro for this video clip. Okay, so this video clip comes from MSNBC. And it is from Chris Hayes, who just took over... What's his name? spot, Josh? What's you? his name is right, Rachel
2: Maddow.
1: Okay, good. I,
2: I, I th- I'm i pretty sure he took over Rachel Madcow's spot.
1: Yeah, so anyway, well, I mean, oh, this is just... This is too good, everybody. Okay, so welcome to the world of lies and deceit by the mainstream media. And Josh and I will be breaking those down. So Josh, whenever you want me to pause the actual uh audio, um, please give me the finger up and I will pause the audio. And we are about to be off and running, people, so hopefully this will come through. Josh, give me the that old little signal if you can't hear it. But um here we go everybody. Um once again anybody that is in the truth movement or anybody that doesn't want pure <coughs> unadulterated government worship is attacked in this piece, including Luke Rudowski of We Are Change, Rand Paul, Drudge Report and of course Alex Jones, who they love to and, – and this is what my wife said. Alex makes it too easy on these people because he does rant and rave a lot, and so all they got to do is take that out of context, and it really does look like you're listening hmm. to crazy people.
2: Maybe that's his purpose. I don't know. Just saying. <sighs> Just throwing that out there.
1: You know, there's a guy named Bill Cooper that had a very similar rhetoric to Alex Jones. Never mind. All right. So anyway. <sighs> All right, everybody, nobody ever look up Bill Cooper, even though a lot of his info was kind of slandered. But, God, this was the longest build-up ever. So here we go. There's the actual audio, and we'll be stopping it. But um, enjoy, everyone, for being propagandized. No audio? I love how this works when we're offline, but it never works when we're online.
2: Okay, now I can hear something. I could hear something briefly.
1: Uh, What did I do? Oh, is it because I'm talking? I don't know. Anyway, I've got it. I've got our backup. Don't worry. Always got to have a backup. So let me know if you can hear this. And if you can't hear this, we might be in some trouble. Unless you can... Hold on. It's not playing yet. We got... (laughs) Dude, I'm working off a dinosaur computer here, and if anybody ever wonders why my um, my feeds look really, really trashy on, um, on YouTube, uh, it's because I have an old, old, old computer. And we're still opening the file because it's got to go through iTunes, which evidently has to go through Eastern Europe in order to open. So, oh my gosh, and I think my computer's about to crash. I cannot believe this. So, Josh, why would, why would that happen where you and I could actually listen to this audio clip before we got on air, but when we get on, there's a no-go?
2: It is interesting how that works. And it, it, it's kind of funny. Uh, right before we got on air, I just asked my dad uh, very quickly uh, how far uh, Nashville was from I-75. He pulls up Google Maps and just searches I-75, and it pulls him right to the uh, Nashville, inter- opens up right on the Nashville intersection. Oh, how nice. Yeah, and I had to explain to him that the computer is listening, and I mentioned uh, the the experience that that you and your wife had uh, a few weeks ago with it with it in a similar ordeal. Could you hear any
1: of that audio that I was just playing? No. Here, let's see if you can play it through yours. Is that possible? Can you play it through your soundboard?
2: Uh, sure thing. Give me uh, give me a second, and we'll get a, we'll get it queued up here.
1: Okay, so I'll just sit here and try to do some filler time for Josh, and um, yeah, sorry about this, everybody, but once again, it always seems to work before we get on air, and when we get on the air, it does absolutely nothing, so welcome to the world of the internets and live radio. A um, little bit of an update on the show here, guys, I'm probably going to keep the show with Log for a little bit longer, we're trying to work out some kinks and some... Some scheduling stuff, but I am going to switch to the new show format here at the end of the month anyway, and that will be – I will do one show on Thursday night, and then I will do another show on Sunday night – or Sunday uh, morning, excuse me. So for those of you that listen on a on nightly basis, thank you very much, but for those of you that want to listen over the weekend or something like that and you want some brand new content, well, guess what? Before you get all fired up for your Sunday afternoon or when you're winding down trying to find something good on television, just go ahead and listen to us, and we'll be on from – I think it's going to be from 11 until noon, but I haven't nailed down the times yet. Or it might be from 10 to 11. So stay tuned for that, but that is coming up. And Josh, do we have audio? Are we ready? Yes, we do. We're all queued up. Holy crap. All right. Welcome to Live Radio, everyone, and uh, thanks for hanging in there. If you have been listening live, which it looks like a bunch of you have been, so thanks for hanging in there with us. Josh, let it rip. Good evening from New York. I'm Chris Hayes. The
3: standoff between Nevada rancher Clive and Bundy and the federal government is not over yet. Bundy still refuses to pay the million dollars in grazing fees he owes the federal government, and now,
1: after an aborted Okay. Um, they have not sent him an invoice, nor...
2: First of, first of all, I will say, 15 seconds into this clip.
1: <laughs> yeah, 15 seconds into the propaganda, and here we go. So already we have one error. They say, they, they say that he owes them $1.2 million. Uh, six months ago, it was $600,000. So evidently he racked up whatever... And the guy said that he'd be willing to pay it if they would just show him a bill, but guess what? There is no bill because it's government. And what do they do? Well, let's continue, and we'll find out what they do. If you don't pay their imaginary fees that they push on you. Go ahead, Josh.
3: ...tempt by the Bureau of Land Management to impound his cattle.
1: Bundy tells conspiracy
3: theorist and radio host Alex
1: completely completely unlawful they cannot impound his cattle that is not his because that's the whole dispute that's well the property is not his land so it's not his it's not their cattle to impound the well, only thing that they can do is put a lien on his property that well is, they
2: did they didn't even impound his cattle what they, they did was
1: murder them yeah that's fine dude they got uniforms it's cool go ahead
3: jones that while he's not looking for a civil war he is quote not in a negotiating mood
1: we're not going to negotiate with Big. Uh, we're not going to negotiate with BLM. We're only going to back up and strengthen
0: our county sheriff and hope he does his job.
3: Keep in mind, the county sheriff's job, according to Clyde and Bundy, involves disarming federal agents. On Friday,
1: not only does it involve in disarming federal agents, but he is, according to the Constitution, the law of the land. All right, continue. No, that whole states'
2: rights thing, Jake, never happened. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Whatever. I brought you an interview with Nevada
3: State Assemblywoman Michelle Fiore, who was attending a celebratory barbecue near the Bundy Ranch and who came on this show to express her solidarity with the Cliven.
1: Did you say pause? No, no, no. I'll, show, I'll put the pause sign up, but how dare she, you know, celebrate victory over the tyrannical federal government.
3: Yeah, you're telling me, right? Go ahead. Bundy family and his armed supporters. <laughs> Do you recognize the authority of the federal government?
4: Oh, I recognize the authority that uh, they believe that they have. I just question it. Don't I come here with guns and expect the American it's... people not to fire back.
3: Well, it might not surprise you to hear that, that kind of talk from a Nevada state legislator. you probably never heard of until Friday night. It's something of a game changer when Nevada Republican United States senator starts chiming in.
0: What uh, Senator Reid may call domestic terrorists, I call patriots.
3: Nevada's Republican Senator Dean Heller believes the Bundy Ranch supporters are patriots. He's talking about the hundreds of militia members and states' rights activists who stood with Nevada rancher Cliven Bundy and against the federal government. Heller says these men and women are patriots. So does the website InfoWars, a paranoid online haven run by Alex Jones. Pause.
1: Jones is the wildly popular... Paranoid. You're paranoid, Jake. Paranoid online haven. The guy has got a freaking radio show that dwarfs MSNBC's audience.
2: Well, no, never mind that they only get, what, 25,000 listeners a night these days? (laughs) That's, never
1: mind that it's 200 we'll we'll give them credit we'll give them 200,000 we'll give we'll give you a small county we'll give you your duke stats yeah exactly good god so inflation is at
2: an all-time low as well
1: Jake oh absolutely and <laughs> central bankers love us all right so um yeah so there you go um i don't even know what to say it is a what, what was it a paranoid online haven indeed it's an online haven Okay.
2: Conspiracy theorist Alex Jones. Still regurgitating that old CIA line from from the sixties. Yeah. But uh, I don't I don't know if Chris Hayes knows that uh the term conspiracy theory was uh invented by the CIA to uh to combat people like Mark Lane who had the audacity to say that John F. Kennedy was not shot by a lone assassin
1: with one bullet. <laughs> with the Keebler elves, you know, holding holding the clip or the magazine in place. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and 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 smurfs are real. Go ahead. <laughs>
3: conspiracy theorist
1: whose stories often
3: make their way from his website InfoWars, where on any day you can find headlines about vaccines, mass fluoridation, and the 9-11 cover-up uh, into the so-called
1: mass fluoridation is not a conspiracy theory. That is fact. <laughs> that is the Harvard Studies. Go check my blog WeAreNotCable.net. net. I document four different cases where national and international um Studies have been done on the detriment of mental health from water fluoridation, but on oh, bone cancer and ah, it's fine. Listen, man, stunts people's growth. It's cool. Don't even listen. These are just conspiracy theories, like vaccines. He doesn't even see. once again declarative statements, Josh, that don't have any substance. And this is something
2: that we were talking about earlier uh, in this this devolution of propaganda where people used to at least have to be lied to about the who, what, when, where, why, and how of, of these situations and these terms that, that should be defined. Journalists used to have, have to lie about these things to keep the American people fooled, and now they don't even uh, seek to explain it. They just give these declarative sentences, and quite frankly, the American people are too stupid to ask the questions, basic questions. No, 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 the questions your five-year-old I
1: No, no, no. They don't see. They don't question because they're they're in a state of just being spectators. You no, know, absolutely. You, you were just sitting there soaking it up, and then and then you'll go out and regurgitate. I, I ran into this a lot in sports radio people, and I don't mean to like cross brand, but I used to listen to a lot of sports radio because I drove around a lot. And so what you would do is you would go into the office or you would talk to your buddies. And you would hear them say the exact same things that the sports radio person said, and they would pass them off as like their own ideas. Just like here, – here's a good example. Um, I had a friend of mine that um, we were talking about the NCAA basketball championship, and I told him, I was like, look, I think, I think Michigan's got a good chance to win, and I think that you know Kentucky's got a good chance to win, and so these other teams. And I was like, well, who do you think's got a good chance to win? Knowing good and well – that all the pundits, all the sports center, all that stuff was like Michigan State's going to take it. Michigan State's going to come to the house. He's like, "Well, I think Michigan State cuz they got blah 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 blah." And he went down all these bullet points. I was like, "Dude, why did you just bandwagon with everybody?" I'm like, well, "You you're a smarter person than that. You just, No,
2: Char- Charles Barkley is my god.
1: Uh, it's just so ridiculous. Anyway, but that just shows you that the it's not just a politics thing. It's a it's it's a it's a um it's almost like an Americanized uh, way to oh, – I guess it's part of our educational system, man, that we're just taught to regurgitate stuff. So we're very good at grabbing information and holding factoids in our head and then regurgitating them in, uh, in I guess, proper sequence to make us sound interesting. Yeah, kind of, well, it's, you and I talked about where you'll run into people that that are in the so-called truth movement and are so-called researchers, and they haven't read a freaking book. And all they've done is just talk about – the things that they've heard or the things that they've said, never mind going and actually reading the documents. And I don't mean to bash you people, but, dude, just your homework. You. Just say that you don't know. Nobody's going to give it no, – people are going to give you more credit for saying that you don't know rather than you coming out and just making some farcical aquatic ceremony. You know? Sorry. Uh, well,
2: and, and if you admit that you don't know, who knows? You might enter into a discussion in which you learn something,
1: oh, right? Yeah.
2: And, and God forbid that that happened. But we live in the A, B, C, D, true or false American empire. But just really quickly, to, to, to remind people that it's not all the same outside the terrarium of America, going back to this fluoride example, James Corbett uh, sent in, uh, did, had some correspondence with the, the Japanese health department asking if they fluoridated the water. And uh, they, they sent back a very confused response, saying, um, no, we don't do that. Uh, where are you from? Um, because, you know, we believe that people should get pure water, and if they want to put things in it, then they should just put things in it themselves. Like, who does that? And, of course, uh, not, not realizing that, that, that Western culture is a, is a fluoridated culture indeed.
1: All right, so let, let's keep going, man. We're going to go down five rabbit trails before this thing's over. All right, let's go
3: mainstream GOP establishment. Alex Jones was a champion of Clive and Bundy from the very beginning
1: because he's saying he'll do
3: whatever he has to uh, to not be, uh, you know, have his grazing rights stolen uh, by these pirates. Drudge elevated the story and it made its way onto Fox News's airwaves. Next thing you know, so-called mainstream. Pause it. All right.
1: Since when the hell is Fox News over Drudge? since when the hell do more people go to fox news and get their information from fox news than from drudge well and a complete reverse dichotomy of what is actually going on it's like oh and then it went to drudge and then it went to fox another big box you know give me a break give me a break go ahead dude
2: well it's just so funny how the the concert of propaganda operates right you know the light, the, the right hand of politics slaps the left in the face while they you know kind of exchange candy corn behind their backs <laughs> exactly. uh, you know, because what, what did Fox News do when they ran with this story? They, lo- they omitted the two most important aspects. Mm-hmm. That is the overt crony capitalism of, of Harry Reid in this entire situation, mm-hmm. essentially trying to steal this land for, for CHICOM. Uh, and then the other bit, which is the fact that this is so integrally uh, uh, a part of, of Agenda 21 unfolding before our eyes, which, of course, Chris Hayes uh, decries without, again, explaining. Right,
1: right. right. Once again, yeah, wait for that, everybody. We will let you know when it's about to come. And once again, just a declarative statement with with no facts behind it. It's a conspiracy theory.
2: I mean, I guess my my overarching point is, you know, even – you can't trust these mainstream thugs regardless of who's running these stories because even though Chris Hayes might be lying to you about this situation a whole lot more than than Fox News might, uh, Fox News is a lie of omission and and Chris Hayes is just a liar. uh, You're still being deceived.
1: Yeah, and these people – you know, I I don't want to – I mean I will attack you for running this piece, Chris Hayes, but – Dude, if you don't realize that just reading this teleprompter, you're making yourself look like a complete another buffoon, and I know that you can come at me with your fe- your federal rights and stuff like that, but then I can come at you with a Fourth Amendment that says that the federal government should never own property or territory, that it should only be used in the case to create states. And once the states are created, then the property is turned over to the states. But once again, that's that stupid states' rights issue that we don't care about. Continue with the clip. Here we go.
3: Republicans are calling people like this
0: patriots. What uh, Senator Reid may call domestic, domestic terrorists, I call patriots.
3: But the Alex Jonesification of the GOP is much bigger than the Bundy rant. Twilight Take East. Greg Brannon, Tea Party Republican candidate for Senate in North Carolina. He's running neck and neck with establishment favorite Tom Tillis for the Republican Senate nomination. In 2012, he said that a 9-11 truther's question needed to be answered.
0: I'm a 9-11 truther. And I had a friend of mine ask me, show or or tell me, look on the internet, Google the Pentagon, and show me where the plane hit the Pentagon. Where is the plane?
3: A Democrat Republican were the were the chairman, co-chairmen of the 9/11 Commission. And when they got done, they did not put their stamp of approval on the commission. They said there's data that we did not put in there. So things like this have to be asked. Brannon's flirtation with a 9-11 truther probably seems fringy to you, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. Brannon is a connoisseur of a wide range of Jones-backed conspiracies, from Obamacare as socialist plot, to vaccines, to something called Agenda 21. Uh, This scam of Agenda 21. This this scam
4: of...
1: uh... Once again, doesn't even tell you what it is. It is just a conspiracy theory. It's just... We're going to give you titles, and we're just going to say that these are all the same thing. It is Agenda 21, the vaccines, Obamacare. It's all this. These are just people that don't want. They just hate poor people, Josh, and they love crony capitalism.
2: Oh, I guess. I, that, that must be it. That must be it. Well, I mean, and if Chris Hayes could show me where the plane hit the Pentagon, too, that would be wonderful, because I've literally been wondering that.
1: No, no, no. no. Listen, listen, this is something that you should never ask. And once again, this is me putting on my realist hat, how dare I. How many cameras, people, do you think are on the Pentagon? Just ballpark it, in your Not, mind. No, 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 you don't have to answer this, Josh. This is for the audience. How many cameras do you think watch the damn Pentagon, and you get two screenshots? No, you- well, but I but I heard there was only the one, and that I heard that they had to go across the street to the gas station get the security footage. And da, 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 da.
2: <laughs> Ridiculous, Ridic- Because one of those cameras again was not even a Pentagon camera; it was a shot from across the street from a quickie
1: mart. It's okay, man. You know, don't ask questions; just do what the government says. Listen, we're gonna hear wh- how you're supposed to act a little bit later on in this clip. So, Josh, I want you to be paying very close attention. So, continue.
3: Humans are poisoning the earth
1: as a scam.
3: They're using that to control you, to control me, to control life. Club That's of Rome.
1: Why I just said that in the 60s. To that and, uh, don't it's reach into 21. NDAA.
3: All these things are the collective over the individual. And you'll never guess who's endorsed Brandon Bitt someone who is well acquainted with the Wright's favorite conspiracy theories, Kentucky Senator Rand Paul. I'm pleased to be here to support a fellow physician, to support Greg Brannon. Rand Paul is also a fan of Alex Jones. He's been a guest on Jones' radio show over the years. Paul apparently takes his cues from Jones on fringe obsessions like Bilderberg, a yearly meeting of people that Jones believes secretly run the
2: world. Do you know anything about the Bilderberg Group? Uh, Only what I've learned from Alex Jones. (laughs) Do you know, for the people who don't know what's going on, can you tell people who are the Bilderberg Group,
1: if you feel comfortable doing so?
3: Yeah, well, I'm not probably the world's expert on it, but I think it's people who get together who are very wealthy people who I think manipulate and use government to their own personal advantage. For more and more Republicans, if you're not out on the fringe, you're not in the party's mainstream. Joining me now, Rory Reed, former chairman of the Clark County, Nevada Commission.
2: I got to pause it there because that's, that's after Chris Hayes' pro- quote-unquote professionally done little intro. Yeah. So. And of, and of course, to, to defend all of this, who does he have on next? <laughs> wait, wait,
1: wait, wait, wait. Let me guess. The son of the guy that's involved in the land scam.
2: Oh, you, you don't say. You don't say. But this is – and Jake – I want to get your thoughts on this, mm-hmm. and you can run with it, but what, how, what do you feel about this? Because it, it, it truly is, it's the cartoonization, the comic book, it's put, fitting a very complex historical chain of events that we study as researchers, albeit amateur researchers, mm-hmm. but we study it at a true academic level. You know, we take notes and read books and everything, we swear, <laughs> to relay it to you guys. And uh, and now we have Chris Hayes, of course, manipulating all of this wonderful research into this really kind of cartoonish manner. Sure. And and we have to, I guess, we have to ask ourselves: one, how much of this can, blame can we lay at the feet of the mainstream media, deliberately misrepresenting this stuff? Mm-hmm. And how much of it can we lay at the feet of members of the alternative media who don't do their research and make and make this out to be some kind of comic book?
1: That's a very good question, because. At the end of the day, everybody wants, once again, I think it's human nature that we want things to be simple. We want things to be black and white. We want things to be right or wrong. It's the new world order. It's the federal government, because it can't be me. It can't be my lack of knowledge. It can't be my lack of intuition. It can't be my lack of not going out there and doing something. So therefore, it has to be something else. And absolutely, I think that it's, it's part of both worlds. And I think that they understand who their audience is. They understand how to how to um create a piece that's going to um it's going to appeal to their audience but they also know how to create a piece that's going to have some kind of dramatic flavor to it and that's what it is. It's like an it's you know, when you watch those commercials and it says at the bottom dramatization, I think that that's what we're getting. Is that we're getting like an over dramatization of, of media. Instead of media asking once again going back to what Ben Swan said, instead of media asking all the questions, now we look at media as media has all the answers. And whether you're listening to alternative media or not, that should ring true to you no matter what, that you need to find out what the real issues are, that you need to find out these things. I had a conversation with somebody um, just today talking about things that you and I know to be factually accurate, like, the, like um, at, the, at the end of World War II when they were trying to get – uh, excuse me. At the end of the European conflict, when they tried to get the American, you know, the American Empire behind all of this brute force behind what was going on in Europe, and the Americans were really, really reluctant upon entering into the war, what did they do? The crown sent over agents to influence high-level officials and get them to back the war, and not because we're some, you know, minor papal state. Of the empire, but they understood that they needed, or they were going to be annihilated. They absolutely were going to be annihilated if the U.S. didn't step in. And I told somebody that today, and and they're like, "Why well, I don't I don't I don't believe that?" And I don't know what this idea is in America where you can just say, "I don't believe it," and that makes it fact. I really well, don't. And instead of saying, "I've never heard that," can you give me your resources? Which is what I say to people when I when they make declarative statements like, "What what happens in this entire." monologue from Chris Hayes. I ask, where is your proof? Show me your evidence and I will be glad to read it and research it and see if it backs your statement.
2: Jake, I don't know if you agree with me on this point, but I really think that we need to uh kind of stop taking the defensive on these positions and treat people uh not not in an insulting manner, but kind of like the mental children that they are. And that's not meant to insult anyone, but you are children. You're raised in a terrarium lifestyle. Uh, without even knowing who raised you, right? Or, or who provides the money for your institutions and your universities and your public schools. And,
1: <laughs> your leaves are
2: fine. Or your media, all of these things. And we need to start saying to people when they, when they meet these kind of ideas with resistance, instead of, instead of you know, trying to convince them, just say, well, I'm sorry you don't know that. That's pretty basic history. You should do some homework.
1: That's a very good point. Maybe I'll try a different tactic next
2: because time. it is it's basic history, and quite frankly, I got that one from you, you know this is it is basic history, and it's just, it's it's not our fault that that Americans don't know it
1: right, ah, Americans don't read, don't worry about it, yeah. Uh, courtesy of w- which Dulles brother was that? Alan Dulles was that Alan? I think it was. All right, all right. Continue. Let's go back on to the topic at hand. Uh, okay, you just sluttering and evidently lumping everybody that believes in individual liberty and freedom, and that the federal government isn't God into one big monolithic conspiracy. Black helicopter people. Which I get-
2: don't know. I don't know if collectivists know how to uh, talk about things unless they categorize them into some sort of collective.
1: That's a very good point. a uh-huh. mental disorder. Ah, well done. All right, go ahead.
2: 2010 Democratic nominee for
3: governor. He's the host of What's Your Point on KSNV in Las Vegas and is the son of Senator. That's what I want to know. What is your point? And, were you surprised by Senator Dean Heller's comments? What's your response to, to calling them patriots?
0: I was surprised. You know, I, I've seen all that stuff on the Internet that you've been describing that's pretty unbelievable, but to have a U.S. Senator say that, I was disappointed. I'm not questioning that these folks aren't devoted to their country, but they also need to be devoted. Uh, to the institutions that made our country great, and to the rule of law, which is a hallmark of our country.
2: Wait, Jake, let me ask you really quickly. Yes. How many How many of these institutions existed at the founding of our country?
1: <laughs> oh, you mean the BLM and the – yeah. Give me a, the IRS. Yeah, none.
2: Agenda 21.
1: Zero. So what is your point? What is, what is your point? That you can have an army of bureaucrats and we have to do with what, anything that they say? Where they're going to point guns at us and tell us they're going to shoot us as we walk up to a line? Give me a break! Give me a break! You know, but that's it, it, all right. So here comes the propaganda, everybody, and this is going to be laid on pretty thick. So just remember, um, this is going to be addressed later. So make sure you're paying attention. If you don't believe that the federal government is God, then you're obviously a terrorist.
3: You you about things you've seen on the Internet, I want to give you a Prison Planet headline in which you are prominently featured. I've actually seen this discussed in all sorts of corners of the right-wing media, and not just in the most conspiratorial circles. that the reason that the BLM came for Clive and Bundy's ranch is so that you could help the Chinese build a solar plant on that land. Um, do you want to res- respond to that allegation?
0: It's ridiculous, that'd be a great story if it were true I don't represent anybody, Chinese or otherwise That has an interest in developing anything on that land
1: Now pause it, pause it, pause it And w- how much The legalese Correct, he is on the committee And so he does not represent, he is exactly right He does not represent anybody because he's an attorney And he understands what the word represent means It means to speak for or be an agent of said in a- Whatever, go ahead Go ahead Mr. Lawyer, I know how to play your lawyer games too Go ahead do you see the kind of fringe um, elements that
3: are kind of stoking the standoff between Clive and Bundy and the government? How much do you see them gaining traction in Nevada politics where you are?
0: Well, I think the more often that Michelle Fiori is on TV saying the things that she says, the less likely that those points of view are going to be accepted by anyone. I saw her um, when she was on your show. I felt sorry for you having to try to ask questions rational questions and she's been on my show as well and she said about the same thing so i think that kind of extremism won't be accepted once people see it
1: well that was what was the yeah wait what kind of extremism the fact that you guys come and point guns at people that are peaceful protesters or that you rope off a first amendment area and say stick them in there like cattle and say Hey, you can protest in here. And then when they don't, you beat them up and taser them. Or, hey, even better, we're going to take these cows that aren't even, you know, aren't even ours legally to have, and we're just going to shoot them in the head and dump them in a the ditch. Because that's the rule of law, Josh.
2: Yeah, well, for two people that don't feel that this uh, quote-unquote movement that they're trying to lump us all into, evidently, right. is not gaining, it will will lose traction um, by by having these kind of messages espoused. They're sure going out of their way. Uh, to to run these kind of hit pieces on it. So
1: nah, uh, dude, dude, it's it's you're right. You guys are right. We're we're all gonna just we're gonna worship the state, and we're gonna have the supercomputer provide all our food to us.
2: Yeah, I guess that's why we can only see them from the waist up. They don't want us to see
1: their wet pants. <laughs> Very well done. All right, continue. This is fun.
3: It's surprising to me about Dean Heller's comments because he's someone who, he won, he won a very, very tight race uh, two years ago in that election. Okay. He is not seen as a Rand Paul kind of figure. He's not seen as a sort of hero of the Republican right-wing grassroots. And what I interpreted in that comment is that he understands there's energy and momentum, passion and power behind this little insurgency around the Bundy Ranch, and it's something that he cannot cross.
1: The term insurgency is used for a reason, Josh. Would you care to enlighten the people why they're calling these people insurgents?
2: Well, I think it's the same reason why we should call our presidential spans regimes as opposed to administration. There's a very different connotation uh, between between you know words like occupation and regime versus protest, right?
1: Right, exactly. But the reason that they call them that is because that's outlined in the NDAA so that they can actually demonize these people and do whatever they want to with them. So it's basically a gaslight not a gaslighting in the public they they already know this stuff because um what he did earlier was gaslighting but anyway um yeah go that, go back to the clip man I'll finish my thought we,
2: well and just to add on to that really quickly you know when when peop, when we talk about you know the fact that that we are going, I say, we use the term we very loosely, but people who believe in individual sovereignty will be rebranded as domestic terrorists. Mm-hmm. Again, these crazy conspiracy theories that just keep on coming true for some reason.
1: Yep. Uh, and, the, and people like Glenn Beck will try to lump um, Bundy into the sovereign citizen movement because they know that that's already a demonized movement. And, you know, granted, it does have in in my my small legal understanding, it does have a little bit of clout, but it's just not widely accepted because the people that practice sovereign citizenship really do need to know their laws, like the Moors and people like that that really do understand um, how to get their own or how to be agents of themselves. So go ahead.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, and just – it's we have to watch out for this, not only on the media side. People like Glenn Beck kind of trying to to spin – Uh, these kind of things as an Alex Jones light-esque kind of organization. But even these these political agents like this gentleman that they're talking about who never used this rhetoric before but is now solely using it for political gain, we're going to have a lot of this coming around because these ideas are becoming more popular. And unfortunately, uh, what we talked about earlier, I don't think Americans are going to have the critical thinking skills to realize that they're being duped yet again.
1: Oh, God, let's hope so, people. Put your thinking caps on. This is, you know, life is not one of those. Life is not a spectator sport. So there you go.
0: Go ahead, man. Let's get back to the clip. I don't know what he was thinking. You know, he tends to be a reasonable guy. He Supported immigration reform. He supported an extension of unemployment insurance. Uh, Maybe just. So once again, if we support their policies, we're reasonable.
1: But if we actually have a state's rights issue, we're extremists. Yeah. Well, I mean, do you
2: want to be a good citizen of the empire, or do you want to be a dissenter, Jay?
1: Go back to the clip. Just wanted to point that out.
0: had a bad day last Friday, but I think those were unfortunate comments, and anything that uh, is said that gives credence to those kind of uh, ideas I think is, is misplaced. What about your father calling
3: the folks there domestic terrorists? There's been a lot of backlash over that. That, <laughs> that phraseology for him seemed to me uh, a bit hyperbolic. What, what do you think of that?
0: Phraseology, making up. Well, if my job was to respond and comment on everything my dad said, I'd have another full-time job. So I'm <laughs> going to decline that request, Chris. Um, I would say though that anybody that looks at that I, uh, that situation would realize that, that what those people are doing is simply inappropriate in America. If you don't agree with the government, you can't you can't point a No, no, no. Let him- at it and threaten it until you get what you want. That's just not what we do here. Oh,
1: You've said that you, oh, pause, pause, pause. <laughs> <laughs> the government agent come and point guns at you and get what they want. And that is not, listen, Josh, that is not being a good slave. You are supposed to stand in your First Amendment zone while we come in and protect these tortoises and take all this land and go ahead and sell it off to somebody that really, really needs it.
2: Oh, never mind that this country was founded with guns or that the West was one with guns or that cattle ranchers fought off uh, oppression both on two legs and four with guns for hundreds of years on, on the very land that is in dispute. Uh, ugh, it's disgusting, isn't it?
1: That's yeah, okay, man. I mean, just keep rolling. Just love worship the government. We're, we're going to be fine.
3: I think Bundy should be prosecuted. Uh, the
2: folks around him should be prosecuted. What is the next step here, and does this go away? Sorry, I'm getting some strange echo. Hopefully that's not coming through on your end.
1: Uh, not really, but it did get quite low. Go ahead and let's try it again. Or not try it again. We, Has
2: this
3: become okay. um, some kind of
1: enduring rallying cry, enduring
3: political issue in your state?
0: I don't think it can go, go away. There's hundreds of ranchers in Nevada that pay their fees, pay their taxes, and do what they're supposed to do. I don't think the
1: Except for the 56 that you guys already ran out of town because the fees were too high and they couldn't support themselves.
2: Go ahead. Uh, Go ahead. Isn't it so funny that the, the term I pay my taxes is synonymous In today's day and age with I'm a good American
1: yeah,
0: Isn't that that's amazing Go ahead The government can let this stand um, And there's thousands of ranchers all over the country That when they have a problem with the BLM They sit down and try to work it out They don't uh, call their friends and, uh, and threaten people
3: And so what do you think the next step for the
1: BLM is Clearly
3: the way they went about trying to uh, Capture the cattle
1: They didn't threaten anybody They never threatened anybody. The only people that were threatening them were the BLM people, and and I'm going to link the video in um, with the show notes so you guys can see it, but it really is peaceful protesters walking up to a line, and the BLM is on bullhorn saying, we are going to shoot you if you keep walking up here. Well, no. Who's threatening who?
2: But that would require actual actual on the streets reporting, Jake, where you would have to show the footage of the actual standoff where the protesters are walking towards armed militia with their hands up yelling, I'm unarmed. We are unarmed. And the only thing being shot from the process protester side, of course, is is footage with which Chris Hayes. Does not feel uh, he needs to play. Nah.
1: Um, no no, no. Just listen to him, man. He's got, he's got all the answers for you. Keep going. Can you
2: imagine Chris Hayes in like the swamps of Vietnam reporting in the
1: seventies? How oh, dirty pee himself. <laughs>
2: Go ahead.
3: Here, uh, ran into the possibility of some really terrible violence. They smartly backed off. But the question now, I think, is whether the rule of law obtains in the
0: in the Bundy territory. Obtains.
3: And, and in regards to that, what do you see as the next step?
0: Well, I've been just as critical of the BLM. I think they overreached, and I think they should have had a plan to successfully see this through if they were going to start. Uh, but
2: oh, you mean with like the black
0: helicopters that you say are a conspiracy? That's all right. Just let it roll, man. He's gonna. This is awesome. You know, <laughs> I'll leave this in the in the hands of law enforcement. I I've read and believe that that uh, uh, you know different branches of law enforcement are looking in. Well, the Bureau of Land Management is not
1: law enforcement, everyone. Law enforcement will be your police and your sheriff. How dare you want to leave it in the hands? All right, we're not listening to you, lady. We're going to go into overtime. So anybody that wants to check out the feed, you can go to wearenotcattle.net, check out the feed there, and it'll also be posted via via my Facebook and Twitter account as soon as the show is over. So thank you for listening. If you are listening live, which there are a few of you, thank you so much for making us a part of your evening. And um, look for this portion of the podcast that we're going through right now to be up on YouTube under Decoding Propaganda, episode number one. So... And Josh's magical editing will I'm gonna go ahead and keep talking so I can like let this woman get all of her announcements and everything out of the way. I think we get one more marker at ten seconds, so but um it really is amazing, isn't it? The propaganda that's going on here and the and it's just it's just preying on the preying on the public's ignorance. It's like, oh, this man just doesn't wanna pay his taxes. That's what good Americans do. Pay your taxes. Yeah, it it truly is incredible, and this, this, it it gets even better towards the end, it gets even better towards the end, the girl is so crazy at the end, it's so awesome.
2: Well, and this has been going on on MSNBC ever since this story kind of went national, and I know I mentioned to you, uh, I don't watch a lot of mainstream media, but a few shows I I watch fairly habitually, just because, uh, you know, either globalists, are, are on frequently or uh, occasionally they let some things slip. So C-SPAN, early in the morning, great time to, to, to get some truth uh,
1: onto. to... in the evening, absolutely.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and one of these examples of these kind of shows, I think, is The Morning Joe on MSNBC, uh, simply because Mika Brzezinski is a co-host, and that name, the last name, may sound familiar because she is indeed the daughter of the, uh, globalist comptroller and general evil I don't even know what to call him. He's a he looks like a dragon, but he sounds like Hitler. Um <laughs> the big new Brzezinski, uh, who's written such wonderful classics as uh, Strategic Vision and Go Fuck Yourself America. Um but I occasionally watch um, you know, to because she has dad on the show sometimes and, and he lets some things slip but but they did run a piece about uh, the, this Bundy situation, and, and uh, this British woman comes on and and you know decries it, of course, as n- nothing like this would happen in my country. because uh, You're good
1: we, slaves to the crown. It's fine. Every,
2: because we, we respect law and order, and that's what America's all about, is law and order. And it's like, oh, you freaking lie me. Like, I don't think you know much about this country or its history.
1: It's fine, dude. It's fine. Law and order doesn't really clash a lot with American history, but anyway... We can we can make all this up as we go. All right, so back to – all right, so we can cut that scene out. Now we're back to – all right, back to the episode now that we've had our interruptions. So, Josh, continue with the clip. How much longer do we have on this? Are we about halfway through?
2: We are at 921
0: of 1514, Jake.
1: Sweet, and this will be about a 40-minute uh, decoding propaganda.
0: So good luck, everybody. You <laughs> can bring your notepad. And I assume that they're going to do what they're uh, supposed to do, which is protect – uh, the citizens of Southern Nevada and uh, sustain the law. Rory
3: Reed of Nevada, thank
0: you so much. Appreciate it.
3: Great to be here. Joining me now, Michelle Goldberg. She's my colleague at <laughs> the Nation, where she is senior contributing writer. She's also author of Kingdom Coming: The Rise of Christian Nationalism. I found the moment around the Bundy, uh, the Bundy Ranch, really interesting because it it harkens back to so many ways in the kind of mid '90s militia revival, right?
1: And what do you think is changing? Here it comes. Yep. Bill Cooper would be so proud. This is, a, this is Here it comes, the demonization of not only uh, people that want individual freedom, individual liberty, and the government to quit overstepping bounds, or they're going to show up with guns and keep them in check. Nah, you can't do that. That is not the proper way to act in America. Remember, like you said, Josh, we're, we're members of the crown now. We, need to just, we just need to do what the government tells us and abide by the rule of law, and then everything will be fine because everything that Hitler did was perfectly legal, and that turned out so great.
2: I mean, it, I think Richard Grove really does put a cap on it in his
1: latest uh, Peace
2: Revolution episodes. When he haven't finished it,
1: just yeah, just don't say anymore. You're going
2: oh no, you've heard this part, but when he says, you know, uh, uh, all, almost all of America are anglophiles, and the problem is that all those people in America that are anglophiles don't even know what that word means.
1: Yep, amen to that, amen. So research that term once again. We'll give you all kinds of little knowledge driblets or giblets throughout the show. All right, so let's go back to back to the clip, and remember, if you want to be able to protect yourself from a tyrannical government, you are a terrorist, even though the Founding Fathers said that the government's probably going to be the worst thing that'll ever happen to you. But anyway, eh, who's keeping score?
4: And who's reading history books? Not Americans. Go ahead
3: and hasn't changed since that period.
4: Well, and just to be clear, I don't even think this is the first time in the Obama era that this kind of militia movement has, um, that we've seen an upsurge like this. I mean, you saw a lot of this around death panels and people showing up.
1: They just, wow. Yeah, five seconds in and you already played the race card. This is an Obama thing. And then she shifts the, she shifts the argument. She's like, this isn't the first time when the death panels came out which, you know, are completely justifiable because you need to hire 10 teachers instead of giving people end-of-life care because who would ever want to give their grandmother end-of-life care so she could live out an extra couple of weeks and have everybody come by and say goodbye to her? Nah, it's, listen, we've got to keep it moving, man. We got to well, keep
2: it moving. I just think it's fascinating that the, you know, these kind of things, whether they exist or not in the, in the eyes, and I'm sure that this is actually how these people in their deranged minds think about it, but something only exists. During the period it's being covered oh, yeah. by by the mainstream media, so uh, evidently the militia movement was not angry about the Patriot Act, was not angry about the false flag of 9/11, was not angry that the Bush administration was was uh, systematically uh, destroying the Constitution and civil rights. No, it's just because you didn't report on uh, that that stretch of eight and a half years mm-hmm. uh, that 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 it's uh, it's somehow now uh, a, a non-issue. Ugh. And, yeah,
1: it's a, and a profound narcissism almost. And under Clinton, and under Clinton. But go ahead. Yeah, the militia, anytime that you want to challenge any kind of federal centralized authority, you are, um, even though you have the right to, um, and even though you do everything that you want to. Um, oh, by the way, guys, most militia movements are completely infested with agents.
2: Well, so. well, We'll get into that when she drops
1: the OKC bomb. Oh, here we go. All right, so, yeah, here we go. And No pun it, intended. It, it, that was definitely a pun intended. I know it was. All right, go ahead, buddy
4: at these town hall meetings and kind of shutting them down and there was a lot of <laughs> threats and also a lot of conspiracy theories right. um you know ideas that there was kind of u.n control that you know death panels and the like and Let's, so we've seen this before we tend to see
1: she was talking about she was talking about something else never mind i thought she was talking about u.n control of the land but that's under unesco in the executive order but yeah once again you gotta read all right go ahead
4: unfortunately in modern times, basically whenever Democrats are in power, you know, the modern Republican Party does not see Democratic rule as legitimate. And so when Democrats are in power, Republicans become quite fond of these right-wing insurgents that used to be kind of beyond the political pale
3: um, because the federal government becomes um, not not a legitimate entity when in the hands of the opposition
4: party. right exactly and so all of a sudden the federal government is tyrannical and is yeah illegitimate right. and so you saw this a lot in the 90s with Clinton um, you know there was conspiracies about black helicopters there was a lot of kind of playing a footsie between the Republican Party and the militia movement um, there was a congresswoman named Helen Chenoweth who was you know kind of almost the congresswoman from the militia movement. Right, exactly. Um, And basically you saw kind of a lot of, in the same way that you see kind of Sean Hannity and people kind of egging them on, you saw the right-wing pundits then egging them on. What really stopped it was the Oklahoma City bombing when all of a sudden people realized where this sort of thing leads and again, kind of how incredibly irresponsible it is to throw fuel on the fire of an armed movement whose kind of dedicated aim is the overthrow of the United States government. Yeah, and I I want to,
1: pause the militia movement is not dedicated aim is not to overthrow the United States federal government number one number two Oklahoma City was at best at best CIA run at best if not completely managed controlled the entire kit and caboodle you name it so oh never
2: never mind Jake uh, that that the largest manhunt in Potentially American history uh, until September the eleventh when the grand uh, deception that was uh, the Osama bin Laden where is Carmen San Diego Globe Trot occurred right. uh, occurred after Oklahoma City when the third suspect, uh, the John Doe number three, uh, supposedly escaped the scene only to be deleted uh, from from uh, public consciousness um, a, a mere few weeks later. Never mind. That, that someone like Officer Terrence Yiki, who saved four lives that day at Oklahoma City and spent the next m- few months gathering evidence against the federal government to show quantifiably that those bombs were put in that building by federal agents, never mind that ATF got a call early that morning not to come into work, never mind that all of those explosives were planted in a nursery to up the death count of children, these sick bastards, never mind that Terrence Eakey, of course, after driving to his storage unit where he said, I'm going to pick up some documents. I'll be at the family barbecue. Just got to shake these feds first to his brother-in-law only to, quote, unquote, commit suicide on the side of the road afterwards by cutting himself, walking 100 yards, and then stabbing himself more, even though he was an anemic. Never mind all of that information because Oklahoma City was, of course, the uh, the, the musings of, of crazy militiamen.
1: Absolutely. All right, yeah, I couldn't discuss myself. No, 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 that's fine. That was perfect. Perfect wrap-up. All right, next one.
3: It's <laughs> I'm important to make a few distinctions here when we talk about this sort of – we've seen this kind of militia activism. I mean so I think what's been interesting about how we've seen the right-wing backlash play out in the Obama years, particularly in the Tea Party uprising, mm-hmm. was it was through the channels
1: of what we call, might call normal politics, right? I mean it wasn't these armed states. Okay, so if you haven't noticed a branding here, everybody, it's a Tea Party uprising. It's a militia movement. They always want to end in a overthrow of the federal government. This is a branding to once again create the idea that anybody that wants individual liberty, individual freedom, sovereignty, and have some chance at a at a decent life, and not have yourself extorted by private banks from from cradle to grave, is a terrorist. This is absolutely insane. Well, Jake, I think th- maybe
2: the more insane part, and we can talk about this, is that. They, and by they, of course, I mean the powers that be, are trying so hard to spin true individualists who have complaints like the private Federal Reserve and false flags being pulled on Americans all the time, have been trying now for the, at least the past five years desperately to reintegrate these people back into the Republican Party to keep the two-party dynamic going, and they're failing abjectly at every turn because... What happens? Uh, some people get together and start something like the Tea Party that is very quickly infiltrated and co-opted. Mm-hmm. And now that these kind but, of events are... They
1: started the Tea Party. Not, not Ron Paul out in Texas with Alex Jones. They, they didn't start the Tea Party. It was Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck did it.
2: Of course. But, Glenn Beck and Fox News.
1: Absolutely. Glenn Beck with his, you know, with his beautiful little white uh, goatee or whatever.
2: I mean, but really, what are these people going to do when they find that they cannot comfortably integrate any of us and I, again, I use the term "us" very loosely as well. Right. It, back into traditional politics because we're done with it.
1: I think Alex Jones might be right. I think they're going to blow something up and blame it on us. But whatever. I mean. Well, we-
2: I mean, well, let's. We may. We might want to talk about that. Are we being Arab Springed right now?
1: But uh, we'll have to talk about that at the end. That's a good mm-hmm. thing because we'll we'll cut that out of the uh, the decoding propaganda and then we'll we'll and then we'll get into that a little bit. All right, go ahead
3: off It was people showing up and screaming at town hall but that you know that's what people right. can do in a free country. Um, it, as rude as you may find it, what, what what to me is so worrisome about this particular moment is you have you know you have got people with sniper scopes on their long guns pointing them at federal officials, and thank God there was a there was the wise choice made by the BLM to walk right. away from this so that we didn't have some horrible conflagration.
4: Although I think that. We haven't had one. I'm not sure that we won't have.
1: Thank God that the state didn't shoot the people in the face like they said they were going to over the loudspeakers. That's yeah, what you should have said right there, jackass. Well, 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 more, more like, thank God that the BLM who took the moral high ground and, and retreated. Give me a break. They telling these peaceful protesters they're going to shoot them in the face over a well- loudspeaker on video.
2: Well, that's why it really has me watching this clip. I mean, it makes me sick to my stomach, but it's also got me laughing. Like, who can believe this shit anymore? And I excuse my French. Who can believe this shit anymore when there's so many cameras on the ground? Because you know what would have happened if there was a violent confrontation? It would not have been initiated by the protesters, and all of the world would have seen BLM shooting pe- shooting a, a great deal of unarmed activists while they were defended by the few people there that, that were willing to, to, to bear arms.
1: Correct. Right. Unbelievable. All right, go ahead, continue.
4: I mean, I mean, think you're absolutely right that they, they pulled back, and it's good that cooler heads prevailed. But right now, if you look at any of the, <laughs> the far-right websites, the movement cooler is... Cooler heads that beat the hell out of the protesters. ...and believes that it has shown that if you stand...
1: The cooler heads that, remember, beat the hell out of the protesters and tasered them. Those are the oh, cooler heads.
2: Yeah. And killed animals instead of people.
1: Shot animals in the head that weren't right for players <laughs> to take. Any yeah, case. shooting defenseless animals.
4: Cooler
2: cowards prevail.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Keep going
4: up to jack federal thugs with, um, you know, Second Amendment remedies that you can triumph. And so you know, once they have kind of, ha- you know, after a test case like this, I think it would be very unlikely that you don't see other people trying the same thing. I
3: will say this, the, 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 the people that, that believe in the Second Amendment as an individual right to bear arms, right. um, constitutionally protected by the, by the Second Amendment for individuals, the ideological core of that belief, belief is precisely for those moments, right? I mean, the Bundy Ranch is the test case of why right. a certain kind of person thinks it's important to have the right to bear arms. and what, And where it leads to is, you should have the right to bear arms so that you're armed when the government comes, and the government can't push you around, which is not, I'm, I think, a belief that a lot of Americans share, but
1: is actually the ideological core of the folks who are pushing right. this kind of thing. Well, fa- yeah, I think... What in the hell are you talking about? That is the ideological core of the founding documents of this nation, it is that if the government comes to enforce things upon you, to eat out your sustenance, to do all these things, to commit tyranny... That you have the right to defend yourself against a tyrannical government. It's like the it's like well these these, some people interpret it like this. I mean, give me a break. I would say give me a gun, but then again, you know, I'd probably be arrested tomorrow for saying gun on the air or something. I don't know. Uh, All right, continue, man. Let's wrap this thing up. This is ridiculous.
4: And a lot of Americans imagine that, you know, when you talk about kind of the Second Amendment, you're talking about defending yourself from cr- from criminals. But there is this whole kind of substrata of ideology that basically says that the local and the state level and the individual have authority over the federal government, who's always trying to encroach, who's always trying to exercise tyranny. And yes, that it is your sovereign.
1: Go ahead, man. Let it let it rip. I mean, take any one of the Federalist Papers that you want and recite them.
2: Yeah, seriously. I the second she said that I was uh I'm I'm googling quotes, man.
1: It's a sub level, gosh. It's just a sub level of these people that think that that's what you're supposed to do. If if the government comes knocking with I mean, we all know that you just do what the government says. I mean, come on.
2: Yeah, I mean, never mind J- James Madison. The Constitution preserves the advantage of being armed which Americans possess over the people of almost every other nation where the governments are afraid to trust their people with arms. This idea that the Second Amendment was was about anything other than defending against tyrants is is laughable. And the fact that, you know, within these intellectual hierarchies uh, Mm -hmm. known as, you know, Ivy League institutions, uh, Mm -hmm. this is openly espoused by professors like Carol Quigley, Sure. saying that we got them by the balls because they, they can only be free if they're armed just as heavily as us, and now that we have technocracy and, yep. and massive, massive war machines, they can't do that anymore, so we win.
1: Yep. Ta-da! All right, good. go ahead, man. This is... blue flicker reverse touchdown.
2: Yeah, from... Uh, well, I, I, I have to bring this up because uh, it, it just flabbergasted me. M- Michelle Goldberg...
1: Goldberg...
2: I, I I don't know if if that's me. She is married and she did not take her husband's last name, so she must be very t- proud of her of her history of apartheid, as she writes books about the coming uh, of of some kind of Christian uh, oh. Christian it, apartheid or whatever her book is called.
1: The rise of Christian nationalism.
2: Oh yes, never mind the rise of Jewish nationalism, which uh, is an interesting book by Moses Hess, by the way.
1: Uh, how dare you read books? Go ahead. Uh
4: right to fight, fight them off. You know, this ideology you know, of um, Clive and Bundy goes, goes way, way back. The whole idea that kind of the, 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 the highest authority um, rests with the local sheriff. You yes, know, which been exactly. saying over and over and over again, this is an old far-right idea that you've seen, you know, from time to time, kind of groups of freemen refusing to pay their taxes, yep. refusing to obey all sorts of federal laws, saying that they're only going to answer to, to the, the sheriff. sheriff. Yeah.
2: Oh, it's an old idea, but an old far-right idea.
4: So the Constitution's far right now?
2: I was about to say I'm pretty sure that it may it may very well be an old idea, but it was fairly politically agnostic for the first I don't know 150 frickin' years of this country.
1: That's okay, man. Listen, this is just old stuff. We need to get with the new times, the, the new world order. That's it. That's all you need is something new. It's new. Come on, man. It's new. All right, let's go. Let's wrap this thing up.
3: And, and- and, and what you have in the person of Rand Paul, this, through this kind of Alex Jones, Drudge, Fox News, Rand Paul um, access, right. is you have a way I, of these ideas. What does that even mean? What
2: because you, they're all the same, Jake. They're all the same. Whatever.
1: You'll believe it. You're a
2: liberal. You don't watch any other shows. You just watch Up with Chris Hayes. Guess what? Up yours, Chris Hayes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, man. This is beautiful.
4: You're right.
2: moving quite quite. To the center
4: of the Republican Party and
3: Republican Right. So you Party said. Right. Right. So, you so
4: you said what was what's different, right? I mean, we had congressmen who kind of flirted with this sort of thing before. We never had somebody who was seen as a presidential front runner who more or less endorsed this sort of thing. Um, Saying I've learned everything I know about the building conspiracy <laughs> from listening to Alex Jones on
3: tape.
4: Right. I mean, this is astonishing. You know, I feel like you kind of have seen Alex Jones-ish ideas filtering into the Republican Party for a long time. He did. A, he co-hosted a show, or one show with. Um, Judge Napolitano, the yep. Fox News guy—you've yep. kind of seen them, you know. Again, like edging up to him, but the idea that yes, that he's a kind of authority figure for a major Republican politician talking about yep. what he knows about the world—that that's new.
3: Michelle Goldberg and her book is "Kingdom Coming." Thanks so much. Thanks.
4: <laughs> Coming up, just some what the federal government did at the.
1: So, summation really quick, Josh, and then we'll we'll kill it, man. These people are terrified of us. Now, Again, I use the term us loosely, but they're terrified of us. They are terrified of the fact that oh my god, these guys are off the reservation. I like how she, she doesn't give Alex Jones any credit for being a researcher. Any credit for the fact that he actually does give you pretty good information and will document all the crap that he says. Meanwhile you Not all of it,
2: but a lot of it. Okay,
1: so let's be let's be fair. Yeah. All right, so a lot of it. He will document the things that he says. Meanwhile, you guys just ran a freaking 15-minute clip where you documented zero. You documented nothing that you were supposed to – look, these people were armed. They were obviously threatening, and you didn't document that. Where's the threats? Where, where are the people interacting with the BLM? Where are the threatening gestures? Where's all that stuff going on? Where's the guys with the long rifle aimed at the, aimed at the federal agent? I didn't see that. Where is all this stuff? You guys all got all this proof? Declarative statements, Josh. That's all we got to do. Just, just just, declare. Hey, can I just declare myself free and I don't have to pay taxes?
2: Uh, well, according to Aaron Russo, you can. Yeah, sure.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. And that'll work out really well for me. Yeah. All right. Well, your final thoughts on the on the entire uh, thing. And once again, the the very first installment of Decoding Propaganda. What do you think?
2: Well, I, I mean, I, I'm really excited that we're doing this series because it truly is unfolding before our very eyes uh, on a daily basis, and uh, hopefully, you know, in the future, we'll be able to cover this uh, from all perspectives to show that we have no political axe to grind in this in this battle, we think it's all it's all fake and it's all. Kind of BS. Some of them are lies of omission. Some of them are overt lies. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is, what's, this is what is really going on in America. And if you are not being told, again, the who, what, when, where, why, how of situations by your media, if there is no on-the-ground coverage or reporting, if, you, if everything about the media that you are consuming is literally created in, uh, in a 15-by-15-foot 15 15 studio with green screens and nothing but green screens and some asshole in a cheap suit, then you really have to ask yourself uh, if the information you're getting is credible, because last time I checked, there weren't many footnotes on MSNBC or Fox News or CNN or C-SPAN or any of the other ones. Or maybe C-SPAN might have some footnotes. but
1: I think they're going to find the plane soon, though, man. I really do.
2: Which one, the one in the Pentagon or the
1: one uh, <laughs> One in the Pentagon? That, that missile will never be – I mean the the plane will never be found.
2: Nice on Donald Rumsfeld. Uh,
1: it's all right. So um, that's it, everybody. Thank you for listening to We Are Not Cattle Radio. Once again, get a friend, get informed, get involved. Check out all my work at wearenotcattle.net. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, like me on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter. And find Josh at thejournalisticrevolution.com. Uh, any- oh, the – Oh, journalisticrevolution.com. No, sorry about that, everybody. Uh, anything else before we go, Josh?
2: Uh, n- not a lot. I mean, this is a great show. Thanks for having me on. We covered a lot of ground. Although I do want to say uh, that if you're interested in some of these topics, mm-hmm. uh, if you're interested in, in the term anglophile, which is something we discussed earlier, mm-hmm. uh, I will be releasing a podcast, hopefully within the next couple of days, uh, covering all this, the first part of that podcast uh, was entitled uh, American Cowboys, that's up right now in Journalistic Revolution, and the second part will be entitled And the Horse They Rode In On, uh, which of course is the Anglo-American Connection.
1: There it is. All right. Well, thanks again, everybody, for listening. Remember, share this show with people you love, people you like, and people that you want to inform of the paradigm. And let's move the Overton window and actually have a conversation outside of the political box that we've all been put into. Thanks again for Josh for joining me on the show. Uh, Remember to like all my stuff and share the message. Peace, love, and liberty, everybody. Take care. And, And blog talk will not pull up right now. Hold on. Goodbye, blog talk.